I'm wrestling. You're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? This is Ben Askren, your host. I'm here with Tommy Rowlands. This is the T. Rowan Funky Show, episode number four, brought to you as always by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built in All Force Nutrition, two wrestling companies built by wrestlers for wrestlers. Tommy, what's up, man? Nothing much, my brother. First of all, it's episode 14, not four, but, you know, we'll let that one slide. I said four? Man, I said Yeah. Oh my god! You sure did. We're on fourteen, man. But anyways, I wanted to um, before we get started, I wanted to take a moment to just reflect on Kevin Randleman's life, as as you know, Ben. But maybe all of our viewers don't know. Um, Kevin was a two time national champion, three time NCAA finalist, three time Big Ten champion that wrestled at Ohio State in the early nineties, and then went on to win the UFC and the Pride Championships, and is a legend in mixed martial arts. Um, you know, without going too much into it, Kevin Randleman, to me, you know, as a guy who grew up in Central Ohio, he was when I when he won the, his first national championship, I was 11 years old. So to say that he made an impression on me would be an understatement. He um, was an unbelievable competitor. Always stayed after dual meets to sign autographs. Always had a smile on his face. Was always a really happy, gregarious person that I think lifted the people around him and. Anyway, it was sad to see him pass away of a heart attack, um, and I just wanted to talk about that. I mean, this guy, this guy, you know, getting down to the the gritty wrestling part. I mean, this guy, Ben, and I know what I'm. I'm not exaggerating this. I personally believe he is the greatest athlete, natural athlete I've ever seen on the wrestling mat. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I honestly remember him watching him in the early days, and he was kind of one of the first people I really caught on to in the UFC. I think it was, man, I don't think around UFC 20, you know, it was in, in the old days before Zufa purchased them. And, uh, yeah, and I agree. And, and, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that Kevin didn't wrestle his senior year of college. And yep. he was 2-1-1, meaning a second place, a first place, a first place up until that point. And... Uh, you know he wins that th- that title and he goes two one 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 and he is uh you know in top for best ever. I mean two one one one. Oh yeah, not a lot of people have done that ever. Yeah, no question. And um, he went one hundred eight and seven in three years. So let's say he went undefeated or maybe took one on the chin or something. I mean, it's his win percentage. He just incredible, incredible athlete. And uh, anyway, sad to see him. Passed so young, he was 44 years old. Great guy. Obviously, I'm a Buckeye, so it was a little bit closer to my heart. But um, what a great, great contributor to the national wrestling community, and uh, I think you know a, a good, happy person to be around. So, anyways, rest in peace, Kevin Randleman. Yep, I agree. Sad. sad. Would you want a moment of silence for him, Tommy? <laughs> no, we're good. All right. Kevin would want. Kevin would want us to keep talking. I would wager. I, I was right. never, I was never personal friends with him, but I got to. 
be around him and talk to him probably over a dozen times. Just a great guy. So he'd want us to keep keep marching on and okay. keep questioning the keep questioning the establishment like you well, do so well. I don't know if I'm going to question the establishment. Well, it's kind of questioning the establishment, but <laughs> you know, I got something happening up here in Wisconsin, and it was also kind of a national news item. So we got we can hit it on two fronts. And on top of that, we're sponsored by Defense Soap, who is whose mission in wrestling, you know, is to keep the sport a little cleaner than it is. And obviously, we know wrestling absolutely. Has- kind of a bad reputation is dirty and blah 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 we've all heard it my wife actually made me double wash the mats because we had my three-year-old's birthday party at the wrestling academy the other day that's right dang it so uh <laughs> double so wash. if you didn't see the news the wrestling was named this the sport high school sport with the most skin infections and I don't think that would come as uh, a huge surprise to anyone who's around the sport. Uh, but, you know, my man Christian Piles over at, at Flow made the point, what other sports actually check for skin infections? And frankly, I can't, th- I can't think of any, Tommy. It's, it's a great question in the court of law, but common sense tells you that even if you did check, wrestlers <laughs> got to take the cake. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, there's got to be some in football, you know, those big Yeah, there's got to be some guys in football, especially like, and... you know, athlete's foot is ringworm on your foot. Yeah, that's true. You know that? Of course. Dude, Tommy, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to just be honest for the sake of the show. I have cleaned up a little bit, and may, maybe it's the defense soap helping me, but maybe it's my old age and, and wiseness. I've probably had more ringworm than anyone ever that's going to listen to this show. I mean, literally <laughs> hundreds of cases of ringworm, Tommy. There you go, hundreds. I mean, Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. I would say, I mean, really, if you want me to estimate, probably at least 500. Oh, my God. But I probably Did had, you have, like, all the, at all times? Constantly, constantly. But I probably <laughs> had two in the last six months. So, you know, I still, like I said, I've cleaned it up a little bit. Um, it's the defense soap. It it's got to be. be. You know, I have been using it. I like, the, I like the tea tree oil smell there. It makes me feel nice and natural. And, you know, I don't like wearing shoes in the summer, so I like being nice and natural. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, baby. <laughs> um so anyway, so here's what happens in Wisconsin, and this is interesting because it, it kind of comes into, you know, how bad is skin? You know, because to me, ringworm is like, eh, it's ringworm, and that's what my wife's like. If some little kid gets ringworm, they're not going to be like, uh, it's ringworm, like you say. They're going to have a big deal, but Tommy, ringworm never killed anyone, right? Football killed eight people this I've year. always said that. I mean, what, what is, I mean, what's so bad about it? It just scratches a little bit. You put some cream on it, it's gone in two days. No big deal. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so back to what happened in Wisconsin. So this kid, he's actually from a, a rival club of mine. So you know, I can't say that uh, this is a cause that's near and dear to my heart, but you know, you kind of feel bad for him. So he came into the regional tournament and he had a spot of ringworm on his shoulder, and they didn't let him weigh in. But here's the interesting part about it, Tommy: is so in Wisconsin we go regionals, then sectionals, then state. And he is from one of the weakest regionals in the whole state. And his bracket only has three people in it. So he would make four. So he could have forfeited all the matches, been fourth place, and he would then advance on to sectionals the following week. Right. So he would have never even had to wrestle anyone, but yet they still wouldn't let him weigh in because of the ringworm case. And and people are going nuts like, you know, who, who, you know, he wouldn't have to touch him and what's the big deal? And I guess I would kind of say the same thing. What's the big deal? Absolutely. My, my, my contention is they really outsmarted themselves up there in Wisconsin, Ben. Why, why is that? <laughs> 
Well, just let the. I mean, it, the whole point is is safety. So yeah. so 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 yeah. So weigh the guy in. If you're really concerned about the safety, which I, I get that, I get that. Um, have him go out there and you know forfeit or whatever, or not even wrestle the guy and call it a day, so he can you know not have his dreams crushed for the season. Yeah. Oh, and so did I mention he was ranked second in state? That's kind of oh my that's kind of an important part of the story. That's <laughs> yeah, a real important so part. So he's ranked second in the state. That makes it a okay. lot worse. Wait, I got, it I got, makes you, now it makes you feel like there's an agenda. Okay, so like, I got like, another. What's behind this? Another one that makes it worse is right now I'm, I'm actually live following the, the team sexual. So in Wisconsin has done a team dual state for a long time, right? Right. His ringworm case was so minor that he wrestled tonight for his team at team sectionals. That's how minor it was. Awful. Awful. I mean, awful. That's I can't crazy, believe right? this. Yeah, no. So, so is there an agenda? Is there some coach? I have no idea. I don't know. Number you know. one was the number one ranked kids coach. The the skin. Current, I mean, skin. Frankly, I don't think that this kid's good. I don't think he should have been number two. He's really good. You know, he should he should have got his shot. But okay, so here's so I like doing black black and white lines, right, Tommy? So like for our, our dual state, I do a high school division. And every 8th grade cadet says, why can't I wrestle in the high school division? Because i got to wrestle the cadets every other tournament. And I say, right. because, well, what if an 8th grade cadet gets beat by an 8th grade schoolboy? And then the 8th grade schoolboy says, I want to wrestle. And then that right. kid gets beat by a 7th grade, and he says, I want to wrestle in high school. You know, and it goes on and on and on, right? right. So if you, were, if you were to draw a black and white line, you say, ringworm is okay, but epitago and herpes are not okay. Because herpes is not okay. That, that's for life. You know, that's what I always tell people. That, that oh, yeah. is for a life. That is not okay in any way, shape, yeah. or form. I, I, got, I got me some of that. Well, you know, most, <laughs> most college wrestlers do. I also do. But uh, oh, So where do you draw the line there? Can you say ringworm is okay? Or do you say cover it? What do you say there? I say ringworm is okay. Cover it. Okay. That's my, that's my take. Herpes, I agree. You can't wrestle no. if you uh-huh. got a herpes outbreak. And say, you know, other, other infections that are similar. Yeah, and so I was thinking at the college level. I know they do skin checks at the NCAA Division One Championships, but I can't remember. I really can't remember a case of anyone not being allowed to wrestle because of a skin issue. Can you remember anyone in recent history that would have that case? No, I'd, I cannot. I can't think of one. I can't think of one. So I think maybe they say, because there's got to be some, right? Just, right, right. So, I mean, they must just kind of let them slide by, no big deal. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's wild. So, so is this this is just end this kid? This kid, what's He's the kid's done. name? He's done. Is he a senior? Uh, I don't. I think he might be a junior. I'm not sure. That's still awful. I mean, it's awful. And, end of the season. And, and you can't arbitrate it because the season's over. You yeah. know, so it's like if you can't figure it out in a week, it's just so bad. It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Of course. So have I, him forfeit, and then if he's not better than next, you know the other thing too, Ben. It's freaking ringworm for God's sake. The other thing too Don't is make... that we're not taking the spot from somebody else. Yeah, of course. You know, there's there's two there's two factors in this situation that really blow my mind. One, he's ranked second in the state. Two, so obviously you know wrestling is a very important part of his life thus thus far. Yep. Two, he's not taking the spot of anybody else. All he has yeah. to do is forfeit out. Yeah. And he and he gets a chance to weigh in the next week. I mean, that is just, you know, really outsmart. They they really outsmarted themselves there. Yeah, I would agree. So we're saying 
So I'll agree with you. I think ringworm should be whatever. It's never really hurt anybody. Epitago herpes, probably not. That's You're done there. Um, but you know what these kids need to do? And, you know, I, I have ringworm, like I said. I think I might have had that weak skin because I literally showered after every single practice. And maybe I should have had the defense soap back then. You should have uh, had know, the I don't know what it was. <laughs> that's that's I, the truth. I don't know what it was. I should have had the defense soap or something. But, uh... Um, you know, these kids got to maintain, you know, I had a, I had a, a, a spot I was nervous about last week and I was just in private lessons and I, you know, I just said, Hey, I don't think I can, I don't want to go with you guys cause I don't want to risk, uh, you know, you not being able to wrestle at the end of season tournaments. And then sure enough, this kid gets disqualified for ringworm. So I'm glad I did not, uh, you know, Holy jeez. glad I didn't wrestle with anyone with a, with a questionable spot. That would have been bad news. Oh yeah. Mm. Well, we should, you know, I mean. We well, should have Guy Seiko on the on the. We should have Guy Seiko on the deal on the show. Yeah. I mean, he he's probably done his research on how how you know what athletes can do to stay cleaner. Um, you know what programs can do to stay cleaner because that is a big deal and that's uh, you know that's something that it is. We talk about barriers to uh, people wrestling. That's definitely you know we talked about singlets. We talked about coaches being a holes. Skin issues is one of them. I mean, I know I have a friend who he was a tennis player. Uh, in high school, and him and his wife have a kid now, and uh, he's a boy. And I said, "Well, you know, so in a couple of years you can come to the academy." And uh, they're like, "No, no, not a chance." I'm like, "Come on, why not? Wrestling's dirty." And I'm like, "Oh, come on, you got to throw that." They probably stuff. said wrestling's dirty, and they don't want to wear singlets. Two things we've talked about it's in 14 episodes. So we got to <laughs> find out a way to get a little cleaner. That's right. Let's do it, man. All right. So let's get into. Uh, Let's get into the wrestling stuff. But yeah, I'm in on. Feel bad for that kid. Season over. Um, oh, hey, I just I, last week we talked about best to never win a title, and I I was texted or tweeted some information, and if Nico takes second this year, he'll have the lowest finish ever. So he'll be two, 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 and three, which equals up to nine. And uh, I'm, I'm looking through our Twitter right now. Well, the only thing that would be better is eight, and we've never had a four-time runner-up. Yeah. So. so, but there's been one, there's been two 11s and one 10. Dang it, I can't. I know one was Sam Hazelwinkle, who was three, 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 two. Um, put it, that's an 11. That's an 11. Dang it! Where is this on my Twitter? Okay, Tommy, just tell the audience something, so, so they don't have to listen to me scroll through the Twitter. <laughs> Why can't I freaking find this? <laughs> oh, it's on here somewhere. I don't know. Anyways, there's uh, two 11s and a 10. Sam Hazelwinkle. Uh, oh, Matt, Mike McMullen was the 10. He had 3-2, 3 He's right out of college. There's your 10. So that that's your best ever. So if um, – oh, I'm sorry. He was 3-2, three, 3-2, two, three, two, three, three, So he was an 11 also. So who was the 10 that I'm not giving credit to? I'm looking. I can't find it. This damn Twitter. So if Megalutus, if Megalutus gets second, he's the first nine. He's the first nine. There is a ten. And like I said, unfortunately, I can't find it. Okay, let's move on. National duels. We got coming up this week. It's the National Bull Duel. Whatever right? the hell it's called. It's either, <laughs> either way. Listen, I'm still waiting for the NWCA to send us our check for promote. We've 
Tommy, this is about the fifth week in a row we've talked about this topic. So yeah, man. We, we have done a good bit of promoting. And uh, so like we talked about, the Missouri-NC State duel uh, happened. And NC State did win. See, Pyle, see Pyle's just, he's got your uh, number, man. He's got uh, your number. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but the, fu- the funny part about it, or I guess it's not probably not funny, but is NC State had lost to Virginia Tech on Friday in a showdown, which then let Oklahoma State be the number one team. So, Correct. So you got NC State. You got a debate going on with this. This is not clear, clear cut. Because NC State has one loss and Oklahoma State has two losses. Correct. So, I mean, and you know what? Actually, looking at the, looking at the way these matchups turn out, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love wrestling. But the two, two top matchups, so we got NC State versus Iowa is the number two matchup, and then Oklahoma State versus Penn State is number one. They don't really have great individual matchups. Right. If you look at it, it's kind of a, it's kind of, you know, they have strong and weak spots, and they're opposite. You know, they don't match up. Some duels match up great where you have to get the best guys against the best guys and the, and the not-so-good guys against the not-so-good guys, so you're going to get a great duel, Right. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with this. I mean, like if you look at NC State, the three of their their, their four best guys are are forty one, fifty seven, sixty five, and heavyweight. And they're against Iowa. Iowa's worst weights are forty one, fifty seven, sixty five, and then heavyweight would be the next worst. Right. So it's going to be some lopsided back and forth major decisions. I mean that that that's what I would think. You know, and, and Iowa obviously has the killers at twenty five, thirty three, and forty nine, and that would be some weaker spots for NC State. Um, you know, you're going to have some competitive matches at probably 84-97, I would say, that will probably determine the duel. I'm interested to see how the Sam Stoll kid's going to hold up with Gwiz. Man, I can't believe Gwiz couldn't pin Missouri's heavyweight. I mean, uh, you know, Gwiz is like 80 matches in a row, two-time defending national champion, and Missouri's guy has got pinned by everybody, but he could only manage a technical fall. Come on, it's Gwiz. tough, man. It's, it's, tough. it's tough to turn. Were it's you a non-pinner, to Tommy? Up. No, Tommy. Physiologically speaking, it's easiest to pin the heavyweight because you got the most mass. It's, <laughs> it's also it, it's easiest to pin a heavyweight once they're on their back. How about that, Ben? No, okay. It's easiest to pin heavyweights because someone also sent me. Someone also oh, here sent we me go. the top. Someone tells me we're going to <laughs> pins ever. Right, we were the something we were talking about last week. Someone sent me the top 25 pins ever. Most pins or the best pins or the quickest pins? or Most pins. Okay. Division, Division one athletes. And heavyweights held 12 of the 25 spots. Okay. What do you I really can't argue with that one. I wish I could. You can't. It's easiest to pin. <laughs> and, uh, so read them off. Read them off, Ben. Oh, I didn't see heck. this. Now, now you got to make me do some more research. Listen, get a, get, we need to talk so I can do the research here. at the same time because otherwise <laughs> we're just going to have a bunch of silence again. It's going to be really boring. So, okay, I'll, so, I'll, I'll, I'll look for it. And, how about this? Where okay, were go. you on it? Don't, pre- and don't pretend that you don't remember. No, I know where exactly were, where I'm at. I'm at number four. You're at number four. So what you, are you at? 98, right? 98. 91. So you got, you got Shallis and Mills are way out front. With, uh, with they, what? 107 and 106. And obviously they said there is some debate in that, you know, uh, Jason Bryan kind of joked about how there's some debate in those topics because uh, you know they were, oh, those two were trying to one up each other at all times and there weren't super good records kept back then. But I mean, regardless, those guys those guys are number one, number two. 
Um, no doubt about that. Who's one? Wade Chalice is one. G Mills is two. And it's 107 to 106. Yeah, right? And they're the only two, they're <laughs> yeah. the only two over 100. And I gotcha. wish I would have known... Uh, I wish I would have known that, you know, I, I never thought I would be like, hey, I'm going to get 100 pins, you know. But if I would have known. If you so if earlier, you would have known, you think you could have got another couple dozen? I would have wrestled to some open tournament and pinned some bums. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. The, to exactly. be the third person ever to get to 100, that's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, that would be, I mean, 91 pins, Ben. I mean, I, I don't like to give you a lot of credit, but that's amazing. Tommy, I mean, you, that's, want to, that's... you want to hear my favorite stat of mine of all time, and I'm going to do some bragging right here? Do it. It's okay. We can break. My senior year, I pinned 18 people in a row in the first period, and nine of those guys ended up being NCAA, either were or ended up being NCAA All-Americans. Wow. Division one. That's awesome. I know. I look Amazing. back at that like, what the hell was I doing? Like, how did I get the, all these dudes on their back? You had everyone spooked, man. You had everyone spooked. I know. I, that, I mean, that's, so, so you had Chalice and you got Mills at one and two. Who's three? Larry Bielenberg, which is not. From Oregon the, State. Oregon, Oregon State, this is funny. Oregon State actually has four heavyweights on the list. So they were they were doing something right up there to teach those guys how to pin. Then I you mean, got Ben Askren at four. Yep. And then it goes, uh, there's a big jump. So he's 94, I'm 91. And then there's a pretty good drop below me. Um, I'll find this. So let's get back to the topic. I'll find this. We'll get back on this. So um, so then you got, uh, we were talking about NC State versus Iowa. Then you got Penn State, Oklahoma State, who, and I've actually heard rumor that uh, Joe Smith and Crutchmer aren't wrestling, but I don't think that's that competitive of a duel, Tommy. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but do you see that one really being competitive? Um, if you have Joe Smith and Crutchmer in there, I would say that it's it's no... It's no less competitive than Ohio State and Penn State, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, I think, and, and you know, I am not an Iowa fan, but Iowa-Penn State is the best match out there. They couldn't make it because they locked themselves into this formula, uh, you know, that that they had. So um, Yeah, that's, that's uh, I, I can't follow the logic there. Can't follow other than we Other than we want to try something different, which, you know, I guess that has a little bit of logic, but... Could have tried something different than that, I guess. So what do you do? Okay, Tommy, let me ask you this. So you get play in the national duels next year. Wait, 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 let's start with this. Even before we get to that, are you a guy who thinks the national duels should determine an actual national champion, or, or, or are you in favor of maintaining the tournament as is? Because, you know, there's some pretty strong opinions both ways. I have a completely random idea that will get criticized, but I've had it for a number of years and it hasn't really changed. Okay. You ready? I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard this, so let's go. So my opinion is that the national duels should be a piece of the national championship. And so, and I think, and I don't know the numbers, but, you know, you have very critical um, elements that allow you to get seated at the national duels. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you, and then the the placement at the national duels gives you a certain amount of team points that you start with at the national championships at the end of the year. So if you're a national duels champion, let's say you start with 16 team points. If you're a national duel runner up, you start with you know 10. That, that was an official proposal, right? Because I, I feel like I think I, I think there was yeah, no. I, I think there was some talk about it. I do remember talking. 
to Tom Ryan about it, and he didn't dislike it. I don't know if he completely liked it, but he didn't dislike it. And so, to me, here, here's the here's the logic: is that it does put levity um, to the situation during the season in the middle of the year. All the duel meets matter because they build up to the seed, and then at the national duels, you're fighting for your life because you know that it has national title implications. So, Penn State would enter. Oklahoma State enters, Iowa State enters, and the cream rises to the top. And then that national dual meet championship, let's say let's say you award points to the top eight finishers of the national duels. They go into that national championship, and it's a storyline. It's media-worthy. It's something you can write about, you can talk about going into the nationals before the whistle is even blown and the pigtails for 125. And then you have your national tournament the way you've always had it, and as the tournament's going on and as the tournament evolves and then it ends, you can always talk about the implications of, well, you know, Oklahoma State would have won it, but they really crapped down their leg in the semis at the national duels, and that's a difference of eight points. And I just feel like it allows for the the hypothetical conversations to take place. It it puts it puts meaning to the dual means. It it, it forces everybody's hand. They have to participate. Yeah. To, 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 elect, to elect to not wrestle in the national duels would be extremely ballsy. Yeah, I mean, and the, the one I like the most, which, you know, I don't even know that it's a, it's a realistic possibility, but is having two separate national championships. Um, you know, and having, obviously having the NCAA recognize it as a real national title would be important. You know, track has an indoor and outdoor season. Uh, why couldn't wrestling have a, a dual national title situation like that? The one reason I, I don't like... The one you're talking about, um, and in some years this obviously doesn't even matter. But what if there's a year where uh, you know one team wins it, and then there you can tell they're kind of better, and then there's no, not a, really a team race. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're well, they, that's points, why you wouldn't want head start. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to spot them so much that nobody can catch them. So whatever the national dual meet championship implications are. The, chan- the the number one team should not have spot should they should not be spotted such a lead that the number two three four and five feel like they can't catch them. That being said, they should not feel good about the head start that that team has. Yeah, and th- so that's why I like it, and I and I understand what you're saying, and I, I don't dislike that either. The one thing I don't want to do is I would never want to compromise the greatest event in our sport worldwide. Which oh, is the man. NCAA wrestling championships? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the greatest it's event. Hard so I would argue wanna, with you there. It really, it really I is. I would not want to. I wouldn't want to tinker with it. I wouldn't want to take away from that event. And I feel like doing this dual thing where you you kind of you're not taking away from it in the sense that you're still going to fill the arena. But yeah. if we spread if we spread the implications or the notoriety or the prestige, and we split it into two. You know, I, I I'm not a I'm not a few, you know fortune teller, but that might be. There's a chance it's plausible to think that that's detrimental for us. Definitely. Could also be it could also be great, and I would never argue that there's no way it couldn't be better for us. It could. Okay, so but let me, that's let me why ask I got you the little, second part. Hybrid this, deal. Let me ask you the second part of this question. This is me. Okay. Christian Piles and Willie, you know, they, they hate it when we talk about them, but you know, there's not a huge amount of media that. Speaks on a regular basis about wrestling. So, who, who right? else talks? Who else talks every other day on a radio show Seriously, about wrestling? Right? So yeah. they they are under this assumption that a dual meet isn't a real good uh, 
teller of how good a team is. And the NCAA Division One tournament is a good teller of how good a team is, right? The team strength. And I think that's a complete fallacy, and here's why. And I think you can make a compelling argument. Is I scored 29 team points my senior year of college, right? <clears throat> so you get four of me. You get me, Ruth, Taylor, Logan, Steber, right? Hell, you forfeit the rest of the weights, and you still win the national title. How is that a good team if you got four guys? Yeah, let me let me give you another example, Ben. My senior year, um, my uh, my team, we had five guys that won over thirty matches and five guys that won less than twelve. Oh so, my God. I think yeah. I remember that year. So we went. Um, I think we went eight and eleven in dual meets. But we lost by one match to the number one team in America, which was Illinois at the time. Um, we were in a dogfight for every – so if you were a terrible team, it was a dogfight. If you were ranked yeah, number two yeah. in the country, it was a dogfight. Yeah. So it was the funkiest season ever. And then we got eighth in the Big Ten. But then, you know what, those five guys, they all hit yeah. on the same weekend, which was the only chance we had to win a duel was all five guys had to win and we had to outscore the other team in bonus points. And so at the Nationals, those five guys all got All-American and we placed third in the country. Does that mean that we were the third best team? You know, that becomes an argument. I mean, I, I, you could argue that we were because we had five guys place top eight in the country. But you could also argue, where were the other five? Well, they weren't even close to even qualifying for the Nationals. So you got all that going on there. And I think duels and tournaments, I think it's they're both indicators of the most well-rounded team. I guess that's why I like my idea. So, not call my, it, what is it? Is it? Which one is it? If you got to pick one, gun to your head, you got to pick one. Which one are you picking? Gun to my head, when you think of team, I would say <laughs> duel. That's what I, I say, say too. So, will you CP explain yourself? Because I think it's a duel. Because I think... If you got liabilities, if you aren't a good team, you got liabilities in your lineup. If you got liabilities in your lineup, they're giving up big points, right? And unless you have a few of those national champions, I mean, even if you have four guys that are ranked pretty high, but what if the other good team has one or two guys that are ranked a little higher and those are tough matches, you know, maybe you only get threes, and then you got liabilities. But then, like I said, the national you give me, me Ruth, Taylor, and, and Steber, we win easy. Hey ben, but here, here's the thing, though. I do think the hybrid is the best indicator the of the best team. I think it's the best indicator because both of them matter. You're acknowledging. And you know what's cool is that the cherry on top or the way that the team, the, the way that the championship is decided is through the individualness of the sport, which is the individual national wrestling championship. But, yeah, I think I think if you think of just team, if you gun to my head, I'm taking the duels. I think it's the duels. So if if that is the indicator, which I I 100% agree, why isn't that the way? Uh, you know, why isn't that the way the, the team championships determined? If that's the if that's the I best don't, way to determine a team, here's the thing. I don't know why, but I know that over decades, we, this this event that we call the NCAA tournament, it it has become and is unequivocally the greatest event in our sport worldwide. And no matter how it was created or why it was created, I don't, I wouldn't, if I was a leader in the wrestling community, I would not want to touch it and change it dramatically. I think you're, 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 you're on a tightrope there. And well, so I'd uh, still, I want to leave it. So in Wisconsin, 
we do the individual state championships, and one week later we do the team state championships, which are determined in a dual format. And it is actually kind of a hybrid, Tommy, because what you do is you take the individual, the regional champion by points of the individual tournament, qualifies for a team sectional, where the, so they wrestle the other regional champion, and then that champion, the winner of that duel, makes it to team state. And our, our Wisconsin state tournament is sold out. 15,000 people at the Kohl Center. Individual tournament is still sold out every year even though a team champion is not determined there. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, I don't mind it. That's kind of a hybrid deal. I mean... (laughs) Hybrid. You and your hybrid. I I mean, you know, it's a little bit confusing, but it's not. Because if you buy your program at the first round, you know, you get your your soft pretzel with cheese and the Diet Coke, and you go sit down Ooh, and you get your program. Coke. You don't drink Diet Coke for real, do you? I like Diet Coke for oh, the taste. Oh, it's going to give you cancer. Anyways. Okay, don't yeah, make me get up. <laughs> it's got aspartame. That shit gives you cancer. Time. Anyways, you sit I'm down. I'm trying to you save buy, your life right now, buy your, you buy your $4 program. Don't buy the program. Diet Coke. Don't buy the Diet Coke. <laughs> right. Don't do it. I like Diet Coke. No. Tastes, oh, no, fun. Tommy. Don't do it. You know that I used to drink like five to six sodas a day? No. You and, and Cal uh, Sanderson. For many, 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 many years. And then when I decided to go 211 for the Olympic year, I um, didn't drink pop at all for basically the whole Olympic year. And I ha- now I drink it and now I drink it like once a week like it's a treat, like it's a okay. milkshake. That's fair. I can't imagine drinking five sodas a day right now. My I feel like my oh, stomach would explode. Seriously. I, and I, and I somehow that was the punchline, is that now I can't do it. Good. Well the Diet Coke's gonna kill you anyway, so you need to knock that off. It Ooh, tastes so good. Listen, okay. we're planning on having this radio show for another fifty years, so I need I need That's you right. to be alive or we can't do That's it. That's right. Uh so yeah, Anyways, I forgot pretzel. what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. It's not really your that cheese hard to pretzel. Pop. You want your pretzel with cheese. You get your program out. Cheese. You open the program, yeah. and on the top page, you know, it, it's, it says, you know, Missouri, because they won the national duels last year, right? Correct. Missouri's starting the tournament, 16 points. Iowa, 10. Uh, freaking whoever got third. I think it might have been Ohio State, 7 or whatever. And you go, and then the tournament starts, and it's the same tournament that we've always known it, that you're not changing anything, but – you're you're enlisting all of the best programs in the country to participate in the national duels. It has implications. It's media worthy. You can write about it. You can talk about it, and and I like it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I would beat this topic up pretty good. <laughs> we did. Uh, we I did. do like the, I like the fact that uh, that this year what they try to do with the bowl series is that every every single. Uh, Dual meet counted technically, but they didn't really make a point of it. So no one really realized they counted. Um, but I, you know, I like the theory. So let's go. Let's talk. Let's start talking about these duels that actually happened. We kind of been talking about theory of this, theory of that. Uh, Missouri versus NC State. I called Mizzou since November, and I got to eat my words. I'm sorry, C Piles. I picked on you. You were right. Not forever. Just for this time. This is amazing. This is amazing, Ben. Yeah. I mean, I gotta give you some props, man. You know what? I gotta. You, you deserve some serious props on that. That's good. <laughs> Eating the crow like a man. I, I like that. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it, you know, it went down much the way I thought. And what I thought was that the sixty-five pound match, Daniel Lewis versus Max Rajkoff, was going to be the determiner of the duel. And Lewis came up big. I mean, I thought that was going to be a little tighter match, and he kind of handled him there. I have yet to watch this Lewis. 
Cat wrestle. Um, I know all of his results, and I still haven't watched him. You gotta watch him. watch him. Yeah, he's got. Oh, he's got to. Yeah, he's got to have something special on there. You know, he's kind of got that. You know how? And I don't know if this happened with you, but you know how you get just like a little stronger on top every year, and by the time you're a senior, you're so much better on top than you were as a freshman. And then when you're like five years into your coaching career, you're so much better than you you were when you were in college. I I can only relate that? to the going from the athlete to the coach. I couldn't ride anybody in college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the reason why I scored so many takedowns because I couldn't hold anybody down. But oh, um, yeah, in my post college career, I learned how to ride. It was amazing. It just makes the sport a lot easier. So Daniel Lewis has got this stuff going He's on. He's got this strength. I mean, Jesus. I mean, he wrote wrote out Bo Jordan two periods. He wrote out uh, Alex Dinger two periods. He wrote up Max Rajkov. I mean, who rides these guys out? And he's, you know, it's not like he's just hanging on, dude. He, like, punishes them. It's freaking... He's not stall riding? He is not stall riding. He is dominating riding. I mean, he's getting stall points. Against Bo Jordan, he got stall points. Against Alex Dinger, he got stall points. And against Max Rajkov, he got stall points. I mean, like, he, he might literally be the most dominant rider in wrestling today. I mean, I don't know. You know obviously, he's not Steber yet, but uh, he's Did not... Did you ever... So what? so, did you ever get ridden like really hard in college, or did Pendleton just did he turn you like one how did time? He, beat you? he rode me out one time. And freaking, he rode me for three minutes. You know, at Oklahoma State, Stillwater, and I lost the match four to three because he had ride time. There's nothing more mentally defeating than getting so ridden. defeating. People, yeah, they don't get that until they're underneath. It's freaking awful. It's terrible. <laughs> I wrestled Chad. I wrestled Chad Lamer. My redshirt freshman year, he was a world team member. He's yeah, a postgraduate. In the semis of the Midlands, I was eight, 19 years old, and and there was no riding time at the Midlands, as you know. And he uh-huh. rode me for probably four out of six minutes and beat me like five to nothing. And I would have, I mean, it, it's such a helpless feeling. It's such a helpless feeling to be ridden that long. Seriously, it really is. No joke. So uh, okay, so Lewis, freaking. So I thought that would be the tournament duel. Um, you know, Will, Willie Miklas was actually the one that he lost eleven nothing. Um, he had that bad m- match against Boyd. So, you know, something's not right with him. He was on such a roll early. This well, season. yeah, because you said he never loses to people that he shouldn't lose yeah, to. And then, I, never. then I look on the I look on the results this week, and I'm like, yeah. So what does Ben know? Yeah. So I, I mean, I think I, frankly, I think he's dealing with an injury of some sort, um, and hopefully he can get healthy before before NCAs because Mizzou needs him bad. I mean, he was looking like a guy who was going to challenge for top three early in the year. He he lost to Gabe Dean two to one. He tech fall Kenny Courts fifteen nothing. I mean he was he was rolling early in the year and now he's kind right. of falling off. And that was that was the match. I mean, you know that's a that's a seven point swing in my mind. The match I thought they were going to win for sure and they lost by major. Uh, and they lose eighteen seventeen. So that that was the duel really. Yep yep. Good match. Great match. C piles wins. Oh God! Don't freaking, <laughs> don't freaking remind me. <laughs> All right, so the the other one we got there is uh, that was really important was NC State versus Virginia Tech, which happened on Friday. So Virginia, uh, I'm sorry, NC State was undefeated going into this duel, um, having Missouri on Sunday, and they just come up just a little bit short against Virginia Tech, who is a there was really, really no upsets in that match though, right? Um, I mean, I, I you could say no. I mean, the thing about Virginia Tech uh, is they're not ranked very high. But they've been uh, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries all year. Um, right. You know, I know their Bruschetta's. That's an uh, Ohio boy, right? 
Yeah, St. Paris Graham kid. Oh, he's a St. Paris Graham kid? Yeah, a good kid. Good guy. How many freaking St. So he he got back in the lineup. He lost to Tommy Gant, right? Yeah, and Tommy Gant's on fire. I mean, Tommy Gant hasn't wrestled Smith, Martinez, or or Nolf, who are essentially the big three. Um, I'm excited to see him against those guys because, you know, he's been kicking everyone's butt this year. I I think he's undefeated. I'm pretty sure he's undefeated. Yep, I agree. I think he is. So, um, yeah, so he beats Bruschetta, um, but but they don't come away with the win, which then puts them in the position, even when they beat Missouri, they don't win the national dual bowl, whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know. <laughs> call it national duels. Can I call it national duels? Is that fair? Call it the, call it the national bowls. National bowls? What? <laughs> national bowls. Okay, so... Um, yeah, Roshkoff had a huge win. So, you know, Roshkoff beat McFadden 15 to nothing, uh, who is a number 12 ranked guy. And, uh, yeah, like you said, there's really no other upset to kind of read straight down the line. Um, Kwiatkowski obviously beats Walls 4 to 2, and that, you know, it's number one heavy versus number two heavyweight. And, uh, and that's that. Yep, yep. Good dual meets. You got Penn State and Lehigh. Did you have that on your notes? No, I don't because it wasn't that competitive. The, yeah, but the only <laughs> interesting thing is, the, well, the only interesting thing I wanted to point out is Penn State pulled Nick Neville's as red. Uh, they thought Ooh, he was. This... Out, they thought he was out for the season, and they You're put right. him back in. You're right. This he took. He took. He took one on the chin to my boy Max Wessel. I've worked with Max in the off season. Great kid. He's ranked. Uh, I think he's ranked tenth or eleventh. He beat Neville's five four. Um, so good win for Wessel. But that probably speaks to um, how good Neville's is. That you know, a, a, a freshman that's been out all year with a knee injury um, lost to Wessel by one, and it's kind of like you know a good win for Wessel. So Neville's will be in there. He'll be in the mix, top ten, twelve guys, and you know he probably could be knocking on the door for placing too. So that's just uh, you know Penn State's putting all hands on deck too, taking a guy out uh, that's been injured and putting him in there. So yeah. that's kind of newsworthy, I thought. Yeah, and this is interesting because, um, like you said, everyone everyone's putting all hands on deck. Um, you know, Oklahoma State pulled Cade Brock and Joe Smith's red shirt. Oklahoma State brought Snyder back and Miles Martin out. Um, you, know, you mean Ohio State? Uh, Ohio State. God, I'm sorry, my bad. I've been spoken a bunch of times today. I'm freaking all over the place. Um, <laughs> so you're seeing all these people put all hands on deck, essentially, like you're saying. And you know that I think that's awesome for this team race, and and for whatever reason. We haven't seen a real blowout of a team race. I mean, there was the one year when Penn State won by a handful, but that was also the year where, you know, Quinton Wright went from eighth at Big Tens to first at NCAs, which, like, no one saw that coming. Literally, nobody saw that coming. So, I mean, it wasn't like you expected them to win by a bunch. And like you said, I I will agree with the NCAs is the best wrestling weekend of of the entire year. Worldwide. uh, You have to add worldwide. Worldwide. Worldwide, no doubt. Jordan Burroughs is going to get on here next week and yell at you for saying that. We'll have to ask him that. I, th- I some think of these international elitists, they think just because the people at the world championships are better, which they are, I won't disagree any way, shape, or form, um, that it makes it a better event. But right. I would disagree 100%, and I agree with you that uh, the NCAs are, uh, man... It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's, if it's, you've been there, you know what we're talking about. We don't have to describe it. Yeah, it, it's 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 the greatest event that our sport has worldwide. But you know, I I can't wait to talk to Jordan. I want to talk about you know 
should should the same system, the college system, be freestyle? What rules should we implement? You know, do you think they should be seeding at the world level? There's a lot of fun stuff we can talk to Burroughs about. Yeah, hundred percent. So um, the the only other match that I really have listed on here is uh, McKenna versus Dean Heil, which happened for the second time. Oklahoma State just dominated Stanford. They shut them out. Um, just a whole uh, what thirty seven to nothing, or I don't remember. right. It was just something ugly. Um, but these two have another just so tight match. And Dean Hiles been in. I mean, you know, my thing is, you wrestle enough close matches, you're going to lose some of them. But Dean Hiles been in so many close matches this year, and came up on top every single time. It's yeah, ridiculous. man, he's he deserves the ranking that he has. He's very workmanlike. He looked looked very similar uh, when we watched when I watched him at the scuffle. Is just he gets the job done. He finds a way to win. What about as a high schooler? Was he like that where he wrestled the close matches or was he more you dominant know, in high school? You know, I, I I don't think that I can really – I'm at liberty to say that just because I didn't watch him that closely. But he was a four-time state champion in the state of Ohio, wrestled for St. Ed's. And I do know that he was not flashy. It wasn't like, oh, my God, did you see that? The way that he won was, you know, there was nothing special other than just always winning – but he could have been dominant for all. I wasn't following him close enough. He could have won. He could have made a decision. Everybody wrestled, but he wasn't a lot of flash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, hey, another so. topic. I, I brought this up uh, when we're talking about Zane Rutherford. Uh, was it two weeks ago? I believe two weeks ago. And how good he is because you could definitely argue he's the best wrestler in the city today. And how good that makes Aaron Pico, who would be a senior in high school, who's beat him six times in a row. For sure. But, okay, it's this, a great thing that you brought up. It's insane. But Joey McKenna, who's ranked number two as a freshman, and we're saying freaking wow. I mean, do you remember how bad Pico made him look? I mean, No, I don't remember. I oh never watched God, it. But it I was insane. That. I remember thinking, like, this Joey McKenna guy freaking sucks. That's how bad it was. He's an animal. Pico, I'm talking about Pico. Yeah. I mean, He's McKenna, just... he 10 owed him, I, th- I, I want to say twice or three times. It was just like. It was almost embarrassing how dominant it was. It was almost like these two shouldn't be on the mat together. That's how, that's how bad it was. Freaking blows my mind. Well, uh, Pico's a senior in high school, and even though I love Logan Steber, love the way he's wrestling overseas right now too, it's conceivable, even though Steber looked great against it, that he could beat a guy like Logan Steber, and he hasn't even stepped on the college mat yet. You know, So, I mean, he's, he's right there, man. He's impressive. Okay. I... Man, I don't even love Logan Steber. Like, I think he's a uh, or Logan. I'm sorry. I actually really like Logan Steber. I don't like Aaron. I mean, I'm indifferent. You know, I'm not like a huge fan of Aaron Pico. But when I when you look at stuff like this, you're like, holy freaking crap! I mean, you know, he is just like so unbelievable. And you kind of it really is. He's gonna it be really forgotten is. about. Mark my words. In ten years, he'll be forgotten about, and it's gonna be sad to me. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's, he's amazing. It's um, true. Okay. So what else we got? Okay, this I think this is cool. Uh, I don't know if you read the the news lately, but Flow, who we're broadcast on, they got the streaming rights for the Big Twelve and uh, wrestling and track and field championships. And super uh, cool. I mean, I, you know, on, on top of just the 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 coverage, it's just cool to see a a company that was built by wrestling people become like this huge entity, media property that's like. You know they're like blazing trails, and I, I I like that as much as I like the fact that they're going to cover the Big Twelves. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I don't think wrestling people realize how huge this is. Um, I mean, when I read it, the implications to me are gigantic because so the the finals of the Big Twelve wrestling championships will still be broadcast on Fox Sports, 
But Flow got the rights to, to stream and cover everything else, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. Which means, you know what the Big 12 is seeing is they're saying, wow, people actually care about wrestling. Someone's paying us money to broadcast this. Right. Um, and, Absolutely. You know, and we talk about everything in America right now is driven by money. I mean, you know, I know ESPN broadcast uh, the, the early rounds of the NCAAs. I know, NCAA, you know NBC covers the Olympic trials. But just think if, if Flow could get the early rounds of the Olympic trials. Think It'd be about awesome. how huge that would be. It'd and, be awesome. And, 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 you know, it's cool that Flo's able to do that, but it also tells me that Flo is, is profitable because and, – and their subscription-based model is, is allowing them to subscribe and, and provide content that supports that subscription. So it just shows that, that our wrestling community is very large. Or at least not very large, but large enough yeah. to where a, a company can financially justify negotiating with one of the Power Five conferences yeah, over definitely. over 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 streaming content. So yes, it's 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 the it's the, the great this credit. This is freaking the, huge for wrestling. The, yeah, the great credit belongs to Flow Wrestling, but it also belongs to the people of the wrestling community. The fact that we're such zealous fans that we could subscribe to a media outlet like Flow. That would allow them to then feel like they can negotiate and have a conversation with Power Five conferences over streaming rights. It's cool. It's super cool. Yeah. So I think that's. Uh, I think it's going to set the table for for bigger things in the future because you know we're we're so happy when we get on TV and I think it's awesome when wrestling's on TV. But I don't feel like the TV coverage ever does total justice to the entire event. I mean, and for us wrestling diehards. Um, there's more to the Olympic trials than the trials finals, right? How many no how doubt. many freaking amazing matches are going to be at the Olympic trials that aren't going to be covered by anybody, right? Because NBC owns the rights to that, but they don't care about the early rounds because if they put on t- they put that on TV, um, you know they don't have enough of a warm market to, to justify that. But Flow Wrestling has enough to justify it. Uh, so I mean, I think this is I really think this is a, a huge, 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 huge deal. Um, for flow it's super for the wrestling cool. I'm community. excited. I'm really excited. Yep. I mean, I think it can make a big difference. So, um, okay, Tommy, I don't got a pen in front of me. So, uh, Pickums, how did we do last week? By the way, shoot, I haven't got that in front of me either. I'm disorganized. I'm all over the place tonight, Tommy. Disorganized. Well, yeah, I'm I'm accountable too, Ben. Uh, okay, so we got Isaac Jordan and Bo Jordan. I know I kicked your butt on that one. Yeah, you got me on that. Ha <laughs> uh, McCutcheon versus Nate Brown. I picked Nate. You picked Nate also, didn't you? Or did you pick McCutcheon? I think I picked Nate. Okay, so we're uh, here's a, here's a funny one. So we picked uh, Jake Sufflone and uh, and Alex Surtis. And the funniest part about it is Colton McChrystal took the forfeit for Nebraska. <laughs> like who's who freaking saw that one coming? Yeah. Um, so I think we get negative points. Who was our last one? I don't have, like I said it's another my. It was a Mizzou. It was a Mizzou. It was oh, Daniel Lewis, Lewis versus Max Roshkoff. I picked Lewis. You picked Roshkoff. I'm kicking your butt, Tommy. Oh, <laughs> gosh. All right, we got to keep track of the record. Three to and one. Do a better job talking That's this up. Three right, three right, me and one, one wrong, you. Uh, and I went two and two. I went two and two. You went. Yeah, no, no, no. You got one right. Come oh, on, no. bro. <laughs> you, got, you got one right. I got three right. <laughs> Don't try cheating me here. <laughs> okay, you ready, ready for this week? Yeah. Okay, so we're all we're gonna do all um, all national duels 
format matches. National bowls. Whatever you just give me. A, it's called. I'm calling it the damn national duels. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. I'm leaving it at that. And uh, you know, unfortunately, like I said, uh, the top two matches. I mean, maybe you can come up with one that you think is going to be super competitive. But between North Carolina State and Iowa and Oklahoma State and Penn State, I looked at it and I said, I mean, really, maybe 41, but Gillibon's having a crap year. So what match is going to be competitive in, in those two duels that we want to pick them on? Because I couldn't find one, Tommy. Well, if JoJo wrestles, JoJo and Nolf again. If he wrestles. Well, yeah, so I guess I'm thinking he's going to be out. Because I was... I don't, where did I hear that? Maybe I'm making this up in my head. I don't know. I saw a tweet. Someone said that uh, okay. Oklahoma State's going to be underrepresented, but I forget where I read that. So it's so, okay. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not totally off it's base. Not, right. Okay. So let's go. 184. Edinburgh versus Ohio State. Are you going to go to this match? I don't know, man. I got four kids. The oldest one's nine. I just can't do the things I used to do. Damn it all. It's hard, man. I just right. it's hard to do the things I want to do. So okay, so you got uh, Vic Avery, who was uh, NCAA All American last year, um, having a good year. Not not a great year, but he's having a pretty good year. Uh, so Vic Avery versus Kenny Quartz. Who you got there? <sighs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. I'll take Kenny Quartz at the Nationals, but I think the team, Ohio State's team, will be well ahead. There won't be many implications. Vic Avery's a goer. I'll take Avery in the duel, but Kenny, if you're listening, I love you. I got you in March. You know what, Tommy? I'm, I'm actually going to go against the grain. I don't know why. <laughs> I think Kenny well, Quartz really is going to win. I don't know why Kenny Quartz is going to win. I think he's going to win. I don't know why. I just got this feeling. I could be 100% wrong. I did kick your butt 3 one last week, so I got a little room to work with. You tortured me, man. You uh, tortured I think I'm going to go with Kenny Quartz. Oh, my gosh. You're killing uh, me. Okay. Uh, Mizzou versus Nebraska. And this, is a, this has got a handful of good matchups in it. Um, and knock on wood, let's hope this guy wrestles. So this, this is going to be a hard one for me, Tommy. The thing, 149, you got... My high school friend, Jake Suflone, who's ranked number four, versus uh, a Mizzou Tiger who I know very well, LeVon Mays. And, uh, and they're going to go at it, 149 pounds, number three versus number four. LeVon is undefeated on this year. Okay. I'm going with LeVon. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to, I think, uh, LeVon's You're going with your high school buddy? Yeah, LeVon's been wrestling a lot of close matches. I'd like to see him open it up. He's got a dynamic offense. Remember what he did to Josh Jevil last year? Oh, my God. Oh, it was unbelievable. Uh, was unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I'm going to call Jake Suflone with the upset, uh, and hopefully that kicks LeVon into to high gear. Um, going in I, can't believe, I can't believe I took Vic Avery and you took Kenny Quartz. I'm so mad <laughs> at myself. That was, that was good. That was good. I should uh, – well, I'll, how about this? I'll pick first on the, on the next one. Okay. How's that sound? Sounds good, man. Is that oh, yeah. fair? Yeah, that's um, fair. Okay. Oh, my God. What is the Dang Lehigh 57-pounder's name? I'm blanking right now because my notebook's in the other room. Uh, Lehigh 57. Lehigh 57. He's pretty scrappy. <laughs> what freaking amateur hour in here, Tommy? Ian Brown. Ian Brown. Okay. Ian Brown versus Anthony Parati. 
I'm going Parati. Oh my god. You going uh, Brown? No, I think. Oh, you were supposed you were supposed to pick first. And I think Prize is sixty five hundred. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Shows what I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Oh my god. We got to get better at these pickums. We gotta, we're fired. Can I have Can I have our editor delete this part? Or should we leave it in? No, leave it in. It's good. Okay, uh, Peter Renda coming off a big upset of Willie Miklas, who I said doesn't get upset, versus Sammy Brooks. So we're looking at like a number seven and a number ten-ish probably this week. Go ahead and pick. I'm going Peter Renda. I, I love picking against the Hawks. Because you can't pick against that. You can't pick Iowa. I, I, and I, you know what? And Brooks, so feasibly, Brooks I'm is taking actually, Brooks. Brooks is bad on bottom. And Randon Road Nicholas, he's going to ride him out. I'm taking Brooks. You taking Brooks? I'm in on that. Yeah, we're we're separate three times good. so far. Good, 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 good. Number four. Um. Well, I mean, number four was I had freaking Ian Brown versus Parati written down, and that's obviously not happening. So I need to find a new one. Let's go. Okay, I got a good one. I got Ty Walls versus Adam Kuhn. Wow. And I'll go first. I got Kuhn. Wow. I'm going to take the Ohio boy, Ty Walls. He's from Ohio. Is everyone freaking from Ohio? Of course everyone's from Ohio. Everyone that's good. I'm pretty sure he's an Ed's boy. I'm a little nervous to say that, but I'm pretty sure he's a St. Ed's boy. Wow. Man, I didn't know all these people. Yeah. Freaking Ohio. My God. You guys are pretty good wrestling over there. Yeah, really, I'm pretty good. I'll take it. <laughs> um, okay, Tom, you got anything else for for the people or what? I got nothing, man. I thought it was a good episode. I keep saying Jordan Burroughs next week. People are going to start to think I'm a liar. So the story is this, is that I got uh, – I had to go away for business in Chicago. Um, and had to, because of that, Ben and I had a goofy time scheduled for our podcast recording. Didn't want Burroughs to have to bounce around for our time. So next week he's coming on. It was my fault. Other than that, I got nothing. Okay. Well, I, I got nothing for him either. Uh, I'm going to check out these national duels this weekend. we got the sectionals here in Wisconsin, which is pretty exciting. And uh, and that's it, Tommy, man. I'll have a, You have a good night. Sounds good, brother. Have a good one. You are listening to the T-Row and Funky Show and it is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you've built. Tommy, I got to say, I, I tried these products. He shipped me a box. Uh, I love them. I've, I've had, uh, if you know me, you know I had, I've had ringworm issues for a long time. Um, so I, you know, I'm looking forward to putting these in my repertoire and, and hoping uh, the ringworm does not come back ever. No doubt, Ben. And to top that off, the company was created by wrestlers. Guy Seiko wrestled at Cleveland State University. His son was an All-American in Virginia, so these people really get it. They know what the wrestling community needs. You're listening to the T-Row and Funky Show, brought to you by All Force Nutrition. Ben, I don't know a whole lot about the founders here, but it's I, I gather it's a wrestling wrestling family, wrestling company up, up in the North Country where you're at. Tell us a little bit about All Force Nutrition. Tommy, All Force Nutrition was started by the Zilverberg Brothers out of Minnesota. They are wrestling people, and they made these supplements for wrestlers. Uh, you know, they graduated with uh, degrees from the University of Minnesota, and this was kind of their dream to, to put together some very healthy uh, and good tasting. I, you know, I, I've had some myself lately. 
supplements for wrestlers to use that, that fits their, their needs. And these products are great. I'm using them myself right now. Check out allforcenutrition.com. Made for wrestlers. By wrestlers. Go ahead and support them.